Hi, we want to thank you for joining us today. And the topic of our podcast is Knowing God as Our Heavenly Father. But first, let me introduce everyone here. And to my right is Kitty Ramirez, and she is director of our training department. And we, in the middle, is our fearless leader, Doris Craddock, my mother. And she is CEO of our ministry. And I'm Christy Craddock, president. And we are with His Truth Transforms International, a biblical counseling, teaching, and training center. And as I mentioned, we want to talk about knowing God as our Father, our Abba Father that the Bible talks about. And to help the listeners understand that the biggest obstacle to our Christian faith is not knowing God as Father. Mm -hmm. And in our series of podcasts, we're talking about victorious living. That as believers, and this was in my life personally, is I just didn't want to, you know, I just didn't understand why it was so hard to become a believer or not to become, to be a believer, that I didn't find joy or peace while being a Christian. And one of the obstacles in which we're saying is the major obstacle is knowing God as our Father. So I just wanted to open that up is why is that an obstacle? How is it an obstacle? And just um, what have we seen in the counseling? So much of the time, uh, as we as we grow, people grow up. They don't really realize uh, in their home life they they're what their dad is like. And many times, a dad is kind of distance, or he's not uh, there for him, or he's busy in his job more than he's able to be home. And so many times, kids and people relate to the idea of thinking that well, he's not interested in me, and he wouldn't he doesn't take time for me. And then they become a Christian and they realize that they think or think of the same thing, that God is distant. And yet God said he, that he never snatches out of his hand, no, never. And so to realize that we have a heavenly father for the moment we accept Christ, he was, loved us from the very beginning. And uh, we don't realize that because we compare him all the time with the way our, our earthly father was. And like in my case, my earthly father died when I was a year old, so I never really knew him. And uh, so I had a stepfather, and he, he was a good dad to me because that's all I knew. But many times he was distant, and he was very sharp sometimes, and so I would kind of be afraid to say something to him. And because of that, I think as we grow as a believer, it's the same way. We're afraid to really get to know our Heavenly Father, and yet to realize how much he loves us. He tells us in First John that he chose us. And in there he also says, I just love you. And we need to start realizing how much our Heavenly Father really does love us. And He's there for us no matter what. Well, and that's interesting. I think all of us can, we have uh, stories or things we can share and examples on um, our the impact of our, our fathers uh, in our lives, how that has influenced how we view our Heavenly Father. Right. Uh, I remember one time as a child growing up, um, my I'm dating myself here, but my Barbie doll head fell off the body. And um, to me, that was a tragic situation at 10 years old. So I went running into dad's office and he was in the middle of a project that had a deadline. And I said, dad, dad, I need help. I've got a problem. And, and dad, you know, just being busy in his project said, I don't have time. Don't bother me now. Go talk to your mother. And to me, you know, as a little kid, that devastated me because I felt like I wasn't important and I, um, you know, I was a bother and what have you. And that that set itself up to impact my life 
into adulthood. And um, that's some of the problems we have when people come in for ministry, for counseling, is um, they may not recognize that how they see their Heavenly Father is um, not how Scripture describes Him and how Jesus came to reveal Him. Mm -hmm. and, and they may see Him as distant, or they may see Him as, oh, I can't go to Him because I'm going to bother Him. And and then that impacts how they relate to their family and friends and, and just people in general because of their emotions will will drive them and their thoughts and beliefs that come from that. And it just becomes really messy. It does. And just in my own life, you know, I grew up in a Christian home and my dad was there and he was part of our life. So I thought this topic I had down pat, yet it was one of the hardest in to understand God as a heavenly father because I chose in high school to turn away from God and that led me into drugs and alcohol and just the party scene. Well, I knew I had gone against the word of God because my parents told me all the do's and don'ts. So I purposely went, you know, and did all the <laughs> don'ts and thinking it's not going to bother me. Everything will be, I'm just having fun. Well, I had a lot of fun at times, but when I became a believer, as I started looking at God, I knew he was the judging God that I had done everything wrong. And so I started reading about Jesus thinking, well, he's the nice one. So I kind of want to, you know, get to know Jesus, but that God was the ruling, judging God that had all these rules that I just couldn't, I, you know, I didn't, I couldn't measure up and I already had blown all, you know, gone against all of them. So I didn't realize how much that had affected my life personally. Mm -hmm. So when I became a believer, and when I talked about a little bit ago about I had no victory, well, part of that was I put a wall up to God going, well, I can't trust someone that, you know, obviously is judging me about everything. And at one point, as I became a new believer, I literally told God out loud, I don't know you and I don't trust you. And I'm put, it's like putting my feet in the water. I'm just going to wade in the water. That's all you get because I don't know about you and I don't know about this word of God. I don't know about any of it. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start reading the word, but I don't really trust you. And for two years, I was more miserable than I thought I could. I was still going to church, still partying, you know, just trying to figure out what it was. But as I started going through and knowing more about the Bible, I finally came to realize when I told God, I don't know about you and kind of pushed him away, I had to find that line with him. And until I got to know him from the word and started changing my thoughts from, I don't trust you and I don't know you, I started realizing he's a loving God that you were talking about that wanted to know me personally, that had forgiven me for my sins, that actually his word is a protection mm -hmm. for me to live by and there's forgiveness of myself and others. And as I started seeing God as a loving God, there was a day I said, I am diving in. And I out loud said, I just love you and I trust you. And no matter what, I will follow you. My life changed from that day on. There was a peace that I started having that I know was from God. Because you can't, you, unless you know that peace, you can't describe it because it is from a loving God that no matter how rough life can get, there is a safety and security with him, knowing him personally. And that's where we've got, we, this is such a vital talk because we need people to see what they're truly believing about God because what you think is going to produce behavior. And so you've got to start looking at your behavior 
to see how you really do view God. Mm -hmm. Because we get counselees that intellectually know God, but they don't even know how to personally express how they truly believe about God. Mm -hmm. And so that right there is a disconnect and they can't understand why their Christian life, there's no victory or peace or joy that we talk about. That's because they've made a division. And until they're willing to say, you know what, I don't even really know God. How do I, how do I know him? Then we can see great change once they do that. So Kitty, just tell us about just our thought life to what we're believing in our behavior. Our thought life um, comes from what we believe about ourselves personally, about God, and about others. And um, so what we do here at the ministry is to um, slow people's thought lives down enough so we can start getting a handle on where Satan is coming in to attack Mm -hmm. that thought life. And those attacks from Mm -hmm. Satan will be against God and the knowledge of him of his father's heart. So it's, it's slowing a person's thought life down to see where the attack is coming in so we can begin putting truth in place of the lie. Because our thought life, as you had mentioned, is going to motivate our, our emotions. And from our emotions will come our behaviors. And so, um, as you also mentioned, we can take a look at our behaviors and do our behaviors line up with who we are in Christ. Um, that we are holy and righteous without spot, without staying fully accepted and fully received. Am, am I living out of that truth or am I living out of how I was impacted as a child growing up, maybe in a um, household that did not have a good father figure role? And that's what I'm responding to in life. And that's where Satan wants to keep me to respond to the lies instead of the truth. So we see that what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about um, our Father God, um, what we believe about others will have big impact on our thought life and from our thought life to our emotions and from our emotions to our behaviors. And you had mentioned something, Christy, that um, you understood Jesus. And I think most people who come into the ministry um, feel that they have a good relationship with Jesus. He's He's my big brother. He's the one I could run to with all my problems and, and situations, and, and, and he'll solve them. Yet Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So what we do is we help that person through, through Jesus. Now let us explore the loving, heavenly Abba, Father's heart for you through um, the study of Jesus. And then from there, we'll go on to the study of, of Abba, Father. You know, it's so. interesting because John 10... Uh, 30 tells us that I and the Father are one. And so we don't realize that Jesus loved us so much that he gave us his son. He knew that something had to be done with sin. And so he was willing to place his most precious possession on the altar. So each of us that are looking at this podcast, that each of us can know we're already forgiven when we accept him. In fact, he says our sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. And it's so amazing because in Malachi 2.10, he says, do we not all have one father? God has not created us. And we think that God has created everyone in the universe, and yet we're his most precious possession. Exactly. And just to think on a daily basis that we can call upon our daddy, our Abba Father, at any time, and he's always going to be there, whether it's at night, and in the morning, or we're driving somewhere, and he just loves us. Yeah, John, or sorry, Second Corinthians 618 says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 
And so our whole goal at the ministry is to start discipling people to see God as their heavenly Abba Father. And it's and to see how we've based our relationship with God on significant figures in our life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are very strong, significant figures, and sometimes they're they're not as strong, which really have affected our view of can we trust God. Mm-hmm. And as we see that, um, we need to start seeing what we are believing about God and then start looking at God's word. And so that's where it takes us is how do we walk in God's truth? So how do you, in your counseling appointments, how do you take people to start seeing God from the Word of God? I think one of the things that I uh, plan on with each of my clients is to get them into the Word. Mm -hmm. Because so many times we go to church and we hear the Word, but people have not sat down to really read it for themselves. And so as they get in there and to realize that they have a Heavenly Father, that no matter what, what they've come in, what the problem is, how much they're hurting or the difficulties that God doesn't love them any less. He just loves them. And that unconditional love is something that you just is wonderful as a believer, just to realize that no matter what trial, what hurt we go through, that God just loves us unconditionally and so amazing. And so it doesn't matter what the problem is when you look at it, because you have a daddy in heaven that understands and he created you. He's he's the first person in the universe, and he knows all about us. Plus, he's also given us his Holy Spirit, So because he, he knew humanly that we cannot handle things on our own. And so he gave us the Holy Spirit. And in Genesis 2, 1, 2, it says that the Spirit was hovering, hovering over the waters. So from the very beginning, the Spirit of God was there with God our Father mm-hmm. as he created us. As I learned God's forgiveness of of me, I was able to start to the process of forgiving myself. That's such a key. And that was a huge key of being able to learn to forgive myself, to live in freedom and not live in shame. Mm -hmm. And I lived in shame for a long Mm -hmm. time because in that, whoo, I'm having fun and everything's open and free. Satan has a way of turning that around to bring such shame that we don't even know how we're going to function. And that as we have those thoughts, it will produce so many different behaviors in our life that end up we need someone to walk through and disciple us to one, forgive ourselves, to accept God's forgiveness, and then accept his love and what that looks like. And it's also recognizing that um, when we see that we're in an unhealthy lifestyle, an unhealthy, um, or unhealthy emotionally or uh, relationally that um, let's challenge ourselves and instead of ignoring them or pretending they're not there, but challenge our, our beliefs, challenge our thoughts about um, how we view God. And then like Doris said, you know, go to his word and let his word speak to us and, and recognize that we do paint on God's face the picture that um, we experienced in our growing up years. And, but just to challenge ourselves and go to God's word and, and draw on the Holy Spirit within us because he desires us to know the Heavenly Father more than we could ever possibly desire that. And then what the Holy Spirit leads us to and speaks to us, then take action on that. You know, we might, my emotions might say that, oh, I don't feel that this might be the right way, but God's word clearly says, you know, follow this way so we will 
follow that way. So we'll act on the truth. We'll act on what the Holy Spirit reveals to us from his truth and begin to see that transformation, what God has made a difference on the inside through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, that we are a new creation. Now, Father wants to work that out then to make that apparent on the outside. But this is engaging with the Holy Spirit and God's truth. That leads us right into kind of how we end these podcasts with kind of three things to look at. And the first one is to pause yes. and to stop and look at our emotions, look at our behavior and ask God to start showing us what we are thinking about him. But a lot of times it's looking at the emotion and the behavior to walk back to what we're thinking to see what that is about right. God. And then the second thing is to even connect with God and be willing to say, God, show me who you are. Right. And not that I have to, because we'll get people in that, like I said, they just intellectually know they can't even, they feel like God, they don't, they feel like they have to keep that wall up of, well, I can't really let you know what I really believe about mm -hmm. God. But God's okay with you saying, I don't trust you and I don't know you, because that starts a relationship and that dialogue, exactly. and that's what he wants. So it's to pause and then to connect with God and just to then if you desire to change, to start asking God, show me who you are mm -hmm. from the word of God mm -hmm. and start showing me how to change my thoughts that will produce different behavior. That is so key because uh, as you sit here today, many of you that are looking at this podcast, many of you may not know your heavenly father and you may think, well, he just, he wouldn't care about me, but I hope that we've been able to shed some light because he's pursuing you all the time. Mm -hmm. He said he'd never leave you. He'd never forsake you. He said that you and I are one with him. And he just loves us. Mm -hmm. He loves us unconditionally. So no matter what you have done that you think is just so terrible, God would never forgive. Realize if you've accepted him as your savior, he's already forgiven you. And uh, he says he remembers your sin no more, that it's as far as the east is from the west. And so I pray that you will realize that it's not a feeling, but it's a fact, as Christian Kitty have said, that he just loves us. So we want to thank you for um, just listening to us today and viewing us on the video. And we just thank you for your time. <laughs>